Hi, everybody. It's good to be with you this Sunday. It's in Integrity Training Systems. I'm Debbie Portell, and we're here to talk about children and how to keep your children healthy. So the entire podcast is going to be dedicated to just my years of experience in working with children and working with families and just trying to keep them as healthy as possible and just learning the ins and outs of the ingredients that you're feeding them and understanding that those ingredients can end up producing a negative result on the children's behavior and just overall how they're feeling and, and their health. So we really have to pay attention to what they're, what we're feeding them on a regular basis. This program is actually sponsored by O'Fallon Nutrition, someone that I use a great deal when it comes to Sophie and, and working with Sophie over the years and helping her with uh, the GI issues that she's had and the allergy issues that she's had. I've used O'Fallon Nutrition religiously. So I get all of her vitamins from there. I get her probiotics from there. We get the digestive enzymes from there. We even get little snacks for her from there. Uh, O'Fallon Nutrition has been a godsend when it comes to being able to have options for Sophie with the issues that she's had over the years with the gut bacteria and with the allergies. If you have not paid a visit to O'Fallon Nutrition, this place is amazing. This is like having a Whole Foods over on this side of the river. However, if you don't live on this side of the river, you still want to make the trip to O'Fallon Nutrition. When you walk in, it's almost as if you're um, in a grocery store because you have all these different options of sauces and grass-fed meats and uh, different types of drinks uh, that you can get that are like grocery items, seasonings, and and different types of snack foods, and just wait, you know, different products that you need in order to be able to make a good quality recipe. But then on top of that, you're going to be able to get essential oils, uh, deodorant, uh, hair care products, uh, makeup, all these different items. And then on top of that, they're a supplement store. Uh, so the reason why I started suggesting O'Fallon Nutrition so many years ago, they've been in business for 15 years and they're independently owned and operated, was because I would send people to the local supplement companies. And unfortunately, my people would end up getting upsailed some product that I didn't believe in. I really just want my clients to to be using the best products possible, but not only do I want them to use the best products possible, I don't want them getting filler ingredients that they don't need to be consuming, like soy, corn, uh, gluten, or just you know items that you know in their products that they don't need. An example would be uh, I sent a client to a local supplement company to get glutamine. Part of the reason why I had her take the glutamine was for muscle recovery, but part of the reason why I was having her take the glutamine was for her gut and for actually healing her gut and trying to improve her gut as well as, you know, just some immune system improving as well. So they uh, actually recommended a pre-workout to her and really convinced her that this was going to be the better product because it had so many other items in it. And to some extent, she almost kind of felt bullied into buying it. She got into this situation and there were so many people telling her that this was a much better idea. So she comes to the gym the next day and she works out with me and I've been training her for quite a while and she's basically lying flat on her back after having taken in this pre-workout and we're only 15 minutes into the workout and the reason this happened was because there were so many different forms of caffeine beta alanine arginine creatine for my housewife um, female that was really just trying to lose weight and also has some gut issues so i was trying to get her on just some l glutamine so i had sent her to this local company and they basically 
turned her, you know, turned her on to something complete opposite of what I would have wanted her to have. I had that problem year after year after year and finally just got fed up and I worked all the way down at Powerhouse, which is not exactly close uh, to O'Fallon Nutrition. It's about 40 minute drive and I would send my people to drive all the way out to O'Fallon Nutrition or they would have items shipped, which they ship for free if it's anything over $50. Uh, and I would literally have them have their items shipped because I didn't trust the other places that they would get what they needed to get. O'Fallon Nutrition is a very qualified staff. They are so skilled in what they do. And I, I just highly, highly recommend taking the time to visit O'Fallon Nutrition. It's O'FallonNutrition.com. And if you haven't been out to visit them, they are basically at the corner of Highway K and Mexico Road, just down in that valley, right by the Walmart. Uh, they're right behind the car wash and right across the street from, from the Quick Trip. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com and it's 636-240-5283. The only supplement store in St. Louis that I would recommend going to. I, I'm, and I'm 100% honest on that. It is the only store that I would recommend going to. Certainly, I'm okay with Fresh Time and I'm okay with a, a, a Whole Foods for food and groceries and things like that. But when it comes to supplements, I will only recommend O'Fallon Nutrition. So today's broadcast is about your children and how to keep your children healthy. And um, for those of you that know, uh, I have been raising Sophie since she was almost two years old. She had just turned two years old. So she moved into my house and I've been taking care of her since that age age and she has dealt with over the years a lot of intestinal issues i mean sincerely since she was that age she had a very distended hard belly uh, since she was very little, since she was two. Um, I mean, her pants would just cut into her waistline. Uh, after she would eat, she would get more and more and more bloated. She dealt with a lot of constipation or just a lot of gut issues. And those just continually got worse. Another thing that we dealt with on a regular basis was just allergies. She would cycle between nose drainage, uh, uh, the chest uh, being, you know, she would get a cough almost once a month. Uh, she had serious allergies that were reoccurring on a monthly basis to where we would have to give her medicine every single month. Uh, in addition to that, that has also over the years turned into eczema. So you can see how the different stages would keep coming. The, the bloated belly was something that she's had since I've known her. And those allergies have gotten worse and worse and worse and worse since, as well as the eczema doesn't clear up. You can put creams on it and it can make it to where it's not as bad and it doesn't, you know, itch or as bad, but it never clears up the eczema. In fact, the only thing that's really ever helped to make the eczema go away was just when we completely stripped um, sugar, all sugar out of her diet. And I don't just mean processed sugar. I mean, we really wholeheartedly took anything that would convert to sugar out of her diet. Uh, diet for the amount of time that we had her, the length of time that we have her, and she actually saw a significant improvement. We've also had Dr. Anna Bone at Bone Chiropractic. She's a more of a natural, holistic chiropractor. She's treated her multiple times, and that's helped uh, the eczema as well. But the reality is, and the reason that I'm presenting this to you, is that her gut issues have really led to a lot worse allergy issues and now eczema. And what ends up happening is that when our gut ends up getting thrown off, it's going to cause a whole host of other issues. There's an excellent book called Grain Brain and also Brain Maker. And that's with Dr. 
Perlmutter, and he is a great person to research. He does a wonderful job of explaining the effect that grains have on the gut, but just also explaining how the gut and the brain are directly connected. So since she has had gut issues since she was a small child, you know, my fear is I don't want her to have brain issues. I don't want her to have attention issues. I don't want her to have depression issues. I don't want her to have anxiety issues. Those, of course, do run in her family. And I don't want that to be promoted, you know, by something that we're continually feeding her. So we have really tried to make sure that she stays on a gluten-free diet because she is gluten sensitive. That does not mean that she's had to have tested positive for celiac you don't have to be celiac in order to be gluten sensitive she is most definitely gluten sensitive you can see it right off the bat after she eats gluten her stomach is just extremely bloated and not only is her stomach extremely bloated she is very uncomfortable she is so bloated that she comes to you and tells you that she has a stomach ache and it's so full that she wholeheartedly can't really fit any other food almost like as if you went out of your way to overconsume broccoli. And when I mean by overconsuming broccoli, like overconsuming broccoli, and you were just miserably uncomfortable from doing it, this is what will happen when she has gluten. So we've put her on an exclusively gluten-free diet. We even when we give her a treat once a you know once or twice a week, and that may be a treat that it, you know has sugar in it, that is always a gluten-free treat. We have also narrowed down that dairy is not as big of an issue, but it is still an issue if she has too much dairy. So we have limited the dairy. We only give her a very small amount of cheese and it is always organic cheese. We do not provide sugar in her diet. We do not sit and eat sugary foods. We do not eat desserts except for on Christmas and Thanksgiving and her birthday and Easter. Um, once a week we have a treat, but those are always gluten-free, usually dairy-free and normally always sugar-free other than an occasional treat that we've made that might have sugar in it. But she enjoys them just as well. We get healthy gummy bears from Whole Foods. We get healthy marshmallows. We get coconut milk ice cream. We get I make her gluten-free cookies at home, and we just make them with protein powder and coconut oil and almond flour, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. Um, so she is in a much different situation from a health perspective now that we stay consistent in feeding her this way. So when we kind of started with her at school, we started sending her to a private Christian school. Uh, in the beginning, she would be rewarded, and this is in preschool, she would be rewarded with candy. And she would literally go to the teacher and say, you know, I don't, um, I don't eat candy. I'm not allowed to eat candy. And so, you know, the teacher told her, unless I have a note from your parents, I'm going to continue to give you candy because that's how I reward my students. So, of course, the next day we had to write out a note explaining that her gut builds bacteria and that she doesn't eat a lot of sugar. So the teacher said, no problem. We gave her, you know, some gluten-free snacks. We also gave her stickers so she could give Sophie stickers to reward her. And then sure enough, as soon as she hit kindergarten, the same thing happened again. The interesting thing is, is that when first grade came, 
she had multiple kids in her class that have food allergies, uh, peanut allergies and gluten allergies and food dye allergies. And so now they have to be a little bit different in the way that they do things. It doesn't mean they don't still have treats, but they're actually being a little bit more picky about the type of treats that they let them have. So what I find most remarkable is over the years in dealing with parents and helping parents with their children, and then also just in doing and dealing with this with Sophie, is people are so quick to pass judgment on a person for being you know, kind of an exception in this department. So excluding certain foods from a kid's diet, people often feel like will cause some type of eating disorder for the child or like somehow it's almost like uh, almost abusive and inconsiderate and uh, poor parenting if you would try to limit your child's food the way that of course we're doing it or the way that I've taught other parents to do it in order to try to get their parent their child through maybe some attention issues focus issues or just overall allergy issues and health issues that they're having and I find that to be so interesting and over the years I'm just always so surprised by how people will respond when they see that a kid needs to be the exception that they they have to make exceptions with their food and yet it is completely okay to feed a child poison you know it's easy to say something like well won't that cause that child to have an eating disorder if you're restricting them at such a young age but won't it cause the child to have thyroid issues, to have leaky gut issues, to have an autoimmune disease? Won't it cause the child to have eczema, psoriasis, breakouts? Could it potentially cause the child to have lupus, to end up having very serious issues? Do we even take that into consideration when we continually feed our children poison? And I'm I'm really passionate about this because we are the responsible party. And I can remember growing up, you know, my parents made me meat, my parents made me vegetables, and we had a garden in the back and we went out and got the vegetables. We always had a sliced cucumber on the table. We had like sliced tomatoes on the table. My mom would put the, um, the uh, like green onions in a, in a white, you know, or in, in water and we would eat green onions. Like we really had like whole food growing up. Now that didn't mean that we didn't occasionally get a treat. We didn't. But if, if, the, if we, if I would have ate the way most kids, kids are eating now, I can only imagine how sick I would have ended up getting because I left the house, you know, when I was pretty young uh, and, you know, moved out of state and I fed myself horrible. I ate horrible food and that is when my health declined. I mean, my health declined almost immediately. It was an immediate thing and I became very immune responsive. Well, I was just eating garbage food all the time. So that was happening. So imagine if we continually fuel our kids with garbage, and we're gonna place them down a path or in a situation where we position them to be able to have a disease. And we kind of ignore that as parents and accept that as an okay reality 
Meanwhile, for the person that wants to try to help their kids to have exceptional health and to give them the best of what they can and to try to remove poison from their diet, that person is actually causing them to have maybe some sort of a brain imbalance or causing them to have some sort of eating disorder or that should be deemed in some way abusive. I really have an issue with that and i'd go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody that wanted to talk about why they they think it's a bad idea for a parent to pay attention to the ingredients in the food a lot of people will say well my kid just eats like a kid you know he's a kid he's never or she's never going to eat the way i eat and you know they're just they're just, you know, eating like a normal everyday child. Well, that's your decision. You're the parent. You're the leader of the house. You get to make the decision how they eat and you're preparing them for how they're going to eat for the rest of their life. If you're giving them sugar every night after dinner, do you all of a sudden think that when they're 20 years old, they're going to flip some sort of switch and no longer want sugar after dinner? I mean, do you really think they're going to have the ability to disconnect from that type of pattern that's been created for the past 20 years of their life? No, they're not. However, when they're 20 years old, they're gonna be much more likely to end up with type two diabetes. Now I'm, I'm meeting with 15 year olds with type two diabetes and cholesterol issues and blood pressure issues. So I'll tell you right now, the patterns that we're creating and the patterns that we're accepting are the patterns that we're going to allow them to have as adults because it's going to carry them into adulthood. It's like, for me, learning the game of golf. I would never want to learn that game when I was an adult. I learned it as a small child. My dad started me like in the second grade. You couldn't pay me to learn golf as, a, as an adult right now. I would get so frustrated by it. I would quit. I would just be so frustrated that I couldn't do well enough and I'd keep missing the ball. I wouldn't want to do it anymore. A child is, is so formidable right now and we can change their brain and change their gut and change their whole entire immune system by the choices that we make for them and what we stand for. First things first, you eat clean in front of them and then they're going to want to eat clean. But second thing is don't, don't let them walk on you. You're the boss. You decide what they're going to eat. You decide how they're going to eat. I'll tell you what, if there is any reason, if my child, if Sophie decides that she wants to hold something against me for the rest of my life, or if she wants to have some sort of resentment towards me, if it's because I made her eat healthy every day of her life, I'm good with that. I'm going to accept that as being a good parent and someone who actually made smart choices for my daughter and who did not make the exception other than on the special occasions when we decide to have things. My child is not my best friend. My child is my child and God put me on this earth to form them and to mold them and to nurture them and to lead them. I'm responsible for that. So I can't make excuses. I can't say, well, they're just a child, so I'm going to let them eat any way I want to let them eat. They're just a child, so, you know, I, I better not, you know, impress too many rules upon how they eat or they might end up with an eating disorder. Well, the reality is, is they're going to end up with a lot worse diseases if you continue to let them take in poison on a daily basis. So really watch yourself and watch the way you're allowing yourself to make choices. And if you are really trying to feed your kids healthy and you have grandparents or you have aunts or you have uncles you have friends you have co-workers you have the school people which happens often 
trying to plant seeds of doubt in you or your child. Like, oh, you should be allowed to eat more. Oh, that's too strict of a diet. Oh, you're too young to be on this strict of a diet. You tell those people that you don't want their trash dumped on your life anymore. You don't need to hear their negative seeds and you don't want that for your life, that this is what you choose for your family. In addition, train your child on that. Train them to know that not everybody's gonna make healthy choices. And unfortunately, they're gonna spend the rest of their life dealing with people that are not making healthy choices, being negative to the people that are making healthy choices. Because a lot of times they look in the mirror, they don't like what they see, and they're gonna look at you and you're doing what they know they should be doing. So their response is to be negative and to say something rude or condescending, even though really deep down they know they need to be doing what you're doing for themselves and for their child. So don't, they got to learn. They've got to learn that process. So understand that I am a hundred percent against someone, you know, being negative about that or someone feeling like they're causing their child to have an eating disorder because they're, they're having them eat healthy. I just can't even believe the society and how it's gotten to that point to where people are totally acceptable with furthering disease in their child because they don't want to cause them an eating disorder or because they're afraid they're going to get their feelings hurt at a party because they can't eat garbage. You stand for something with your kids. Let them walk it out. My kid walks around confident when she's around me, when she's around her father. She knows what integrity stands for. She knows what this gym is about. She watches the people's lives get changed every day in this facility. And she knows the ins and outs of the food. We've taught her. We don't just tell her, no, you can't have this. We teach her about the food. We give her the instruction that she needs so that she has the background to be able to make solid choices on her own. So grains, do we give our kids grains? Do we not give our kids grains? That book, uh, Grain Brain, is an excellent book. So being able to get more information on how grains will affect your gut and how that will affect your brain is so important. If your child is having attention issues and you're considering putting them on Ritalin or you're considering putting them on any attention deficit medication, my suggestion for you would be before you do that, I would highly recommend putting them on a gluten-free diet. And I don't mean go to the store and buy every gluten-free cookie and every gluten-free piece of bread that you can get. That is not what I mean by a gluten-free diet. I mean fruits, I mean vegetables, I mean, I mean good quality meats, I need, I need seeds, I need you know, good quality oils, I need good whole health nutrition. Because just because they, it is a gluten-free food does not mean that it is not free of cross-reactive foods for gluten. We've talked about this on past podcasts. There are other foods that will act because they have a similar amino acid profile as gluten to your system. So when you take it in, your body will have a response. So that's why it's not always effective to just buy gluten-free foods and expect that you're going to get a result from it. If your child is having attention issues, skin issues like eczema, breakouts, or psoriasis, or some form of skin issue, allergies, drainage, coughing, wheezing, asthma, you know, issues with their nose running all the time or stomach issues, hardening of the stomach, bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea, 
All of those issues can be linked to a gluten sensitivity. If any of what I just listed is going on, I would get the gluten out. Get the gluten out. Sophie eats, it goes every day of, of her life with us and does not consume bread. She does not consume it and she is okay without it. You know, if we would give her a cracker, it would be a gluten-free cracker and we would maybe give four crackers. You know, we do not pound her with carbohydrates like that. Her lunch consists of uncured, no sugar added salami, beef salami that I get from Whole Foods. I take a string cheese stick and I cut it into three pieces and one of those pieces is for one day. She gets um, almond butter and celery or, or cashew butter and celery or peanut butter and celery, natural peanut butter and celery. She gets carrots, tomatoes, little, little grape tomatoes, the orange ones and the red ones and olives. She gets blackberries. She gets mangoes. She gets strawberries. She, that's her lunch. She's full. And then I make my protein muffins for her for breakfast. I make my protein cookies. I put one of those outside of her uh, lunchbox and she eats those. We get those healthy gummy bears. We get apple chips. Uh, we get dried mango. Uh, we get cashews that she loves to snack on. There's so many different options that we can do. She does not have to have gluten. Again, if they're presenting any of those symptoms that I listed, I would highly recommend removing gluten from the diet because they are obviously showing signs of gluten sensitivity. I would also, as you're, as you're removing that, get that child on probiotics. Go to Old Fallon Nutrition get them on probiotics. If you do not know how to be gluten-free, I would suggest for the first week of trying this, go to Pure Plates legitimately. It's just easy. And then what it'll do is it'll teach you how to make your food for the child and for you for the next week. Tell them, I don't even want the gluten-free foods, meaning I don't want a gluten-free wrap. I don't want a gluten-free this or gluten-free that. I just want foods that have absolutely no gluten in them whatsoever. Nothing like that. And I also don't want a gluten-free food that is a starch like a wrap. Just use the Pure Plates meals that are quality meats, quality vegetables, and quality fats. Go there and do it for a week and then see how you feel. Someone else will have prepped everything for you. And if you really feel different, then meet with someone like me. Let me sit down and guide you through a plan of exactly how you should eat every week, exactly how you should cook for your child. I have a, a cookbook that's specifically made just based off of the food that I feed Sophie. I can help you with this. I've worked with children for years. If you're thinking or considering about having someone else prep your food or just looking for the help like that, go to Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They have a location in Kirkwood and they have a location in Chesterfield. We eat Pure Plates every week and there's so many different options. You can buy meat by the pound, vegetables by the pound. If you order a, a meal and they don't have a vegetable that you like in it, you tell them you don't want that vegetable and you want this one. If it has a starch that you know you can't have because you're trying to remove that gluten, then you put a vegetable in there instead of that starch. There are so many options at Pure Plates. You can go there right now and get a meal right now on the go, or you can get a week's worth of meals right now. 
You can also order and they will deliver to you as well as they deliver to our integrity location. There's so many different options. Please check them out. This is an answer to get you started on a gluten sensitive, gluten free diet. Pureplatesstl.com or call them today at 636-778-3555 for more information. Now let's talk a little bit about fruit and the fruit that you're feeding your child. If your fruit is in a package that has to be opened up and there's a paragraph of ingredients on your fruit, that's not fruit anymore. You've actually removed fruit from the picture and they're just consuming chemicals and products that really should not be put in their body. So you have to understand that it matters if you're going to feed your child fruit, feed your child fruit. Don't feed it fruit that's rolled in sugar because the fruit is no longer effective for them. Don't feed them fruit that has dyes in them. Don't feed them fruit that has carnauba wax in them. Don't feed them fruit that has products that you can't even pronounce. That's not fruit anymore. That is not a way of getting your child fruit. It can't be, it's not that hard. It doesn't have to be about convenience. Cutting up fruit is really easy and putting it in a container. Don't buy convenience fruits. Buy them fruit and fruit is an excellent way for them to get their carbohydrates in in the day. However, we don't want dried fruit that's rolled in sugar. So you have to be cautious about that. Now, one of my biggest issues that drives me crazy is when people give their children juice. It sincerely, in my mind, could not be the worst. I don't think, oh, it drives me crazy. I don't think there could be a worse thing. I had someone tell me the other day, I think her daughter is a year and a half now, I guess she started experiencing some constipation. So the doctor, she eats whole food now. So the doctor suggested that she start giving her juice. She's never given this child juice. The, the child drinks water, loves water. She drinks all of these other healthy options. She does not drink juice. She has never drank juice. And the doctor recommended juice. I would never recommend this. This is fructose in a liquid form. So they're gonna end up consuming way too much fructose. This is how the liver gets fatty and the cholesterol raises. This is how body fat gets stored. This is going to change their gut bacteria. They're not gonna have a healthy gut with all that sugar. And if they have any yeast or any bacteria in their gut, you're going to refeed that every time you give them juice and it's going to make it worse and worse and worse. It is liquid sugar. Yes, there are better options. It looks like Hint just came out with little boxes of their water that's just infused naturally with a fruit essence. So it's really just naturally infused with fruit. I understand that there are some juices now that are all juice. It's just juice, that's it, Ju nothing but juice it's still too much sugar. You don't want them to drink sugar like that. You want them to eat that with the fiber that will slow down the absorption of the sugar. Have them drink something different. Coconut milk, almond milk, have them drink water, put lemon in their water, you know, put stevia and lemon and make lemonade for them. Please don't give your children juice. If your children are having gut issues, if it's bloating and then that's turning into allergies and that's turning into skin issues, you are refeeding that bacteria every time you give them that juice. Get them on some good quality probiotics and get that juice out of their system so that they're not refeeding that bacteria every day and stop giving them dried fruit that is rolled in sugar. It is not a good idea. 
bars that have fruit in them but also have figs and also have dates they're just too much fructose they're getting too much fructose in one sitting it's really going to cause an issue with them especially with their gut so be very cautious with that i always tell people to avoid corn number one not all corn is free of pesticides so you know if you're getting just like a standard uh, package of uh, popcorn or especially if you're going to the movie theater or if you're running by target and getting some popcorn to walk through target and eat they're eating pesticides they are eating pesticides and everybody's like oh gosh you don't have to be so picky about stuff you know sometimes you gotta just kind of kick back and relax and not be so uptight about everything you know what I would have said that with you 20 years ago. But 20 years ago, we did not have the amount of pesticides on our food that we have now. And kids are acting out because of it. Their brains are changing at too young of an age. They can't focus. They're getting diseases at very young ages. And those diseases are coming because their body's building this chemical that's being brought into their body so it would be the number one reason why i would not have corn number two reason is it is a strong immune responder it really causes a high histamine response so if they have gut issues or allergy issues or skin issues corn is going to feed that it is like little bitty morsels of sugar so it's like eating sugar cubes all right so if you're going to feed them sugar cubes in addition they're going to have a metabolic response they're going to have an insulin response it's going to cause weight gain it's going to cause bloating but we're going to cause more feeding of the bad bacteria or of the yeast so please trust me i would avoid corn whenever possible corn starch corn syrup just get it out corn in general it's not a vegetable that even needs to be recognized when you go potty and it comes back out whole that means your body is not breaking it down and you are not getting nutrients from it other than likely the sugar that comes from it get the corn out of your diet watch dairy with your children if you really are having issues with gut issues skin issues or allergies remove the dairy bring in the almond milk bring in the coconut milk don't give them cheese for a month and take it for a month and see how they do and just really try to see if you see improvement and if you see improvement i would keep them on the coconut milk whipped cream the coconut milk ice cream the coconut milk the almond milk the almond milk ice cream don't bring the dairy back in yes are they going to miss cheese by all means but are they are they gonna miss coughing all the time are they going to miss having eczema are they going to miss having a distended belly that hurts them no they're not going to miss that they want that gone so if you get them to a place where it's okay to not have cheese all the time they're going to end up healing so if you find that they feel so much better when you've taken that out get them on a non-dairy associated probiotic uh, they have several of them at O'Fallon Nutrition that are shelf stable. They're not refrigerated. That makes them dairy free. So be cautious when you're picking your probiotic. You can't just run, run to Walgreens. Please don't get the standard Walgreens one. Please go to a place like O'Fallon Nutrition. That is by all means your best bet for sure for your children and for yourself. Uh, so please watch dairy that really can continue to overfeed and just continue to cause the histamine response understand that dairy is the highest histamine producing food that you can have there is none higher i don't care who you are i don't care what you do i don't care what you eat 
hair, it, it's going to cause you to have a histamine response. Dairy is the highest histamine responder you can have. So if you already have an overactive immune system and you continually add dairy to it, you're going to have an even more overactive immune system. Please consider taking the dairy out and we have so many different things that we can put in its place and just see how you feel. I have a feeling your child might actually start feeling better and acting better right away. Um, if you're considering, well, I mean, how can I get my child to eat vegetables? They are, they're always so picky and they never want to eat vegetables. Roast them. Roast your vegetables for your kids. It makes such a difference. Sophie legitimately requests that I make her uh, Brussels sprouts. She wants them. She can't wait for them. She loves them. She could sit in front of the sheet cake pan and just eat Brussels sprouts and watch a movie. She loves them. Another thing that's good to do is just chop up uncured, no sugar added turkey bacon and just mix that with the Brussels sprouts while you're roasting them. And then there'll be little crispy bacon strips that they can eat with the Brussels sprouts. I usually put some chopped onion with it too, and she really likes that. So what I'm suggesting is roast your vegetables. It changes the taste of the vegetable tremendously. You want your kids to eat broccoli? Roast the broccoli. It makes such a difference. And then I would use the Primal dressing. The brand is Primal, P-R-I-M-A-L. And I would use that. They have a ranch and she could dip the broccoli into the ranch or he could dip into the honey mustard. They could dip into the, um, they have a green goddess. They have a Caesar. They have an Italian. There's so many different options, but Sophie really Really likes the ranch. We also use Simple Girl um, and they have a barbecue sauce and she likes that barbecue sauce. O'Fallon Nutrition has a no sugar added marinara sauce. We use that that we use for the vegetables, especially with zucchini noodles. We also use that when we do, um, I'll do ground beef and the marinara sauce and I'll pour that over rice cauliflower. She really likes that as well. Um, and then uh, you know, carrots, roast some carrots for them, roast some butternut squash for them, roast some sweet potatoes for them, you know, and mix that with the green beans and mix that with the zucchini, mix that with everything, you know, just give them like a good variety. Roast red peppers, those get really sweet when you roast them. Roasting vegetables can change everything for them. And I would roast a huge sheet cake pan full of them and just, you know, let them go to town and just enjoy the heck out of those vegetables. If you're trying to find a way to get your child to eat vegetables, my suggestion is roast them and also use some of those primal salad dressings. They sell those primal salad dressings at local grocery stores, but they also sell them at O'Fallon Nutrition as well as you can get them on Amazon. Um, go over the ingredients on what you're eating. I mean, for crying out loud, please look at the ingredients and in what you're eating. It could make such a difference. You, you cannot give your child food without knowing what you're giving your child. I'm going to post this after this podcast, but you know, uh, Natasha was kind enough to put together this little list of products and then some ingredients. And I'm going to bore you with some of these ingredients because I think I'm really going to surprise you. Uh, Sunny D, who, who gives their child Sunny D to drink? Sunny D is the first two ingredients, water and corn syrup. You're giving your child corn syrup to drink. 
Sunny D might as well be soda at this point. There is no way you should give them corn syrup to drink. You don't even want them to eat anything with it. You certainly don't want them to drink anything with it. Now, there's canola oil. There's canola oil in Sunny D. So you're giving them corn syrup, corn oil, and sucralose, and cornstarch. Cornstarch. There's a lot of other things in this. I'm just bringing out the big guns and showing you the ones that are driving me the craziest. Now, a Dr. Pepper, if you were going to give them a soda, high fructose corn syrup, caramel color, and artificial flavors, and, and caffeine. Seems really similar to that Sunny D. But you'll look at that Sunny D and you'll say, oh, well, it's only 10 grams of carbohydrates as opposed to the 40 grams of carbohydrates that's in the soda. You're going to give your child 10 grams of carbohydrates in just a drink? Do you really feel like they should drink 10 grams of carbohydrates? I mean, it, it, eating 10 grams of carbohydrates will raise their, their blood sugar, but if you allow them to just drink 10 grams of carbohydrates, that's a lot. So I would seriously consider not doing that. For those of you um, that are doing that, you just got to switch it around. You know, don't give them the juice. Like I said, Sophie loves fresh lemon squeezed in water with stevia in it. And we make it as if we're making a um, lemonade. So I would suggest that for sure. Now, another option, Gatorade. Who, who's giving their children Gatorade? The school's giving them Gatorade. Water, sugar, dextrose. I'm not giving you all these ingredients because we don't have all day. Those are the first three ingredients. Water, sugar, dextrose. Why are we doing this? What are we doing this for? Why are we giving our children liquid sugar? And at no point in here, it's just so interesting. I see no sign of any form of fruit. It's, I'm going to read all these. Water, sugar, dextrose, citric acid, natural and artificial flavor, salt, sodium citrate, ester gum, monopotassium phosphate color. Wow. Why do we want our kids to drink that? To what does that benefit? There's just absolutely nothing good about that. That is Gatorade. I don't care if you switch over to the sugar-free one. All you're going to do is take an aspartame or sucralose if you do that. So that does nothing for me. Here's a big one. Goldfish crackers. Goldfish crackers made with smiles and unbleached wheat flour. So it's definitely going to be a... Uh, uh, an insulin sensitive product. So, or it's, it's, I'm sorry, a wheat sensitive product. So if you're considering having them not do yeast or having them not do gluten, you do not want to give them goldfish, but it has uh, cheddar cheese, uh, pasteurized cultured milk, uh, salt enzymes, vegetable oils, canola and soybean, soybean being a very high histamine responder, uh, salt, yeast, sugar, spices, yeast, leavening, not sounding like a real healthy option. Why not just give them the celery with the peanut butter on it? Why not just give them a, a thing of fruit? What is What are these goldfish crackers doing for them other than providing a convenience for you? And you can get my cookbook for Sophie and get a thousand different convenience options and not have to give them these crackers, which are just really not good for them. Um, let's see, Hostess cupcake, sugar, water, enriched, enriched bleat, uh, wheat flour, um, corn syrup, palm oil, high fructose corn syrup, cocoa, partially hydrogenated vegetable and or animal shortening. 
soybean oil, cottonseed oil, canola, canola oil. Wow. I mean, wow. All of those different oils are in there. Cornstarch. There's, oh my gosh, dextro. There's so many. This, this is a very long list of ingredients. There are so many different things that are in here. You, you just make them a cupcake out of whole ingredients, but try to find a way, go out to Pinterest and, and find a gluten-free cupcake. That would help them so much. This is another really good one. Uh, granola bars, Quaker chewy granola bars. If you look at the ingredients, it's going to be brown sugar, oatmeal, brown sugar. I mean, you're starting, you'd be starting your day with oatmeal and brown sugar. It's not a good idea. You don't want to start your kid's day with brown sugar. They're, they're not going to be focused. This is, this is a focus factor. If your child is having issues with behaving and being quiet, you're feeding them sugar. You're starting them with sugar. This is not a good idea. There are so many different forms of sugar in this granola bar. I mean, there's soybean oil in it. It's again, it's all these bad oils, just terrible oils. And then there's like six forms of sugar in one granola bar. In one granola bar, it's 17 grams of carbs, but you're looking at it and all you're looking at is those carbs. You have to look at what's in this thing and it is not worth it. It is not worth giving to your child by no means. I have healthy, you know, make your own protein bars in my cookbook. Go that route. Don't, do not, do not feed them a Quaker granola bar. This is a bad idea. Make, you know, the different muffin recipes I have. Go out to Pinterest and find gluten-free recipes, gluten-free, sugar-free recipes, things you can make with stevia. It is a much better idea. How about Gogurt? Gogurt, culturized, pasteurized, grade A, low-fat milk. Sugar, modified cornstarch. Boy, vegetable juice. So that's another form of sugar. And then there's kind of like a whole other paragraph. Guys, we don't need to give our kids this. They're okay without this Gogurt. This isn't actually making them healthier. They don't need the nine grams of sugar coming from this. This isn't a good plan. And the last one is the Mott's Medleys. Fruit and vegetable juice blend from concentrate. And then our favorite thing, corn syrup, sugar, modified cornstarch. This is no good. This is no good. Mott's Medleys. That's what this is. This is a very bad idea. And if you look at this packaging, it's like real fruit and vegetable juice. It really makes you feel like you're getting something healthy for your child. Who cares what the front of the box looks like? Who cares what the nutrition macro looks like? Look at the ingredients. Do not start your kid's day off with fruit juice, cornstarch, and high fructose corn syrup. They will never be performing at an exceptional level. You're the boss. You're the leader. You're the one that makes the choices. Kids are not the excuse for eating bad. They're not the reason why your family eats bad because you have kids. They're the exception. They're the reason that you should eat good. They're the reason you should make an exception and say, I will choose health for my family because I have children and because I'm responsible for the health that they will have for the rest of their life. I am spending hours a day with people as adults that are struggling and have been struggling for years because of the way they ate as a child. 
please make an exception change your approach do it differently hire someone like myself i have a five-month nutrition program i will work with you and your family and your children i will tell you exactly what to feed them exactly what to eat with every meal where to buy it from how to prepare it what to order when you eat out any vitamins and minerals you should be taking what to do when you travel and what you should drink every day it's all figured out for you for more information on a five-month nutrition program with integrity training systems you can call us at integrity oh can call us at 636-299-2208 or you can take a look at us at integritytraininggroup.com as well as for a free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers at our O'Fallon location or our Clayton location, you can call us at 636-299-2208 or take a look at us at integritytraininggroup.com. Remember, you're the boss, you're the leader here, you're the one responsible for making a change. For those of you that always ask about the doctor that I'm always referencing when I do my glutathione injections, the doctor that I send my clients to for hormone replacement therapy, for stem cell therapy, for NAD therapy, for all of the proactive treatments, and a doctor that really will take your health very seriously and looks ahead of the game at what could possibly happen. That is Dr. Richard Bly, B-L-I-G-H. It's Dr. Bly, B-L-I-G-H-M-D.com. So if you're looking for a new doctor or you're wanting to have some of these specialized treatments done, I would give Dr. Bly a call at 314-994-1536. Thank you all for listening today and God bless you and God bless your children as you make really healthy choices for their life.